Hello, hello everyone, Sonia's here, or if you prefer, Skippy. I admit I listen to both names on an equal level. What is this podcast about? Well, it's called Skippy's Corner and it's about anything and everything. Whatever comes to my mind, be it connected to Toastmasters, to yoga, to mindfulness, to meditation, to tons of books... Which I love to pets, guilty pleasures, food, travel, you name it, and I probably would be very happy to talk about. I hope you like it, and if you can, please like, follow, share, and feel free to comment. There is a Facebook page called with the same name, surprise, surprise, Skippy's Corner, or use in the anchor the possibility to message just let me know if there is any topic i should be pouring my mind over and i hope you enjoy it let's go to today's episode hello hello everyone skippy's here recently and you know it that i'm not the biggest fan of a facebook but i've been there and i've come across a post uh, by one of my friends and he was saying I'm regularly working on my number six. And I'm thinking like, what is it going on? And then I realized he was reacting to one article he was recently reading. And I put that article into the description of the podcast. That article is about how people are staying quite often without words. So they are wordless. I can't say speechless, but wordless. And this article was as well talking about how to improve and widen your vocabulary. Because we all know that good vocabulary and good speaking skills are definitely making the miracles. How to get there? How to get there is the question. You know that whenever you pick up a new language either in a school or on your own, you know that you can get the vocabulary out of learning the language. But how it is when we're talking about your own native language and even the foreign language you are learning, what are the ways how to get more words into your mind? How to get more the words not only into your mind, somewhere possibly stored somewhere in the background, but that you are actively using them. Because maybe with the foreign language, you will just go and always put out the vocabulary. Okay, I can, I don't know this word. Okay, this is the word, I'm using it. But are you really going to do it with your native language? I doubt that. And that's why we can talk about a few tips. But before I get to that, let's think about the fact that all the words you know are gained first as a passive way and then they are used in an active way. Or, if we want to say, you know the words passively and you know the words actively. From the birth and you just are hearing them and they are coming to you. At the first you have absolutely no idea, then you get some idea what it could mean, how 
it sounds, what are the words, how are the sentences. You hear it, especially if it's your native language, but technically you might not know how to use them. And then there is that little switch where it turns into an active part when you start to use them. Because you might notice, and that's probably a very visible thing, when you are learning a new language. You notice that there are certain moments when you are more aware of what you see with your eyes, so you are passively getting that information in, but maybe you are not that 100% sure how to actively use it in a sentence. And the fact is that this is happening through all your life. It doesn't matter if it's your native language, if it's your first uh, foreign language, second, third, fourth, tenth. Depends on how big polyglot you are. Feel free to have 20 languages. Perfectly okay. You can be improving your own vocabulary and all your words in your mind that you know. Not only you've heard them and you know about them, but maybe you never use them. It's a whole life process. Therefore, if you decide today that you want to go for it and make it even bigger, more vivid, I would say, more livelier, more usable, then, of course, you need to move the words from a passive side to the active. That means you just can't gather it to yourself, like, here, here, come, 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 come to me. But then you are going to keep it inside you without a use of it. Because the truth is, and yes, you might be not that surprised, If you have something in your mind and you are not really using it, you tend to forget the things. But let's be honest, it's like with biking. Once you learn it, you know how to do it. When you, after 10 years, you sit again on the bike, you get the hang of it very quickly. The fact is, you still need to do it. But let's get to those tips from the article. So we can start with the first one. I already said there will be six of them. First one is, you might not guess it, read. I know, I know, it's uh, very obvious probably, but in case you are learning a new language, it's one of the best ways how to gain the new passive vocabulary. Then you will just read, uh, and my suggestion is to read something you really like. Maybe you have a book you really love and you read it 20th time. So yes, get it in the language you are learning right now. And you just realize that, hang on, I do know these words. I do know it. Of course, how to move it from a passive to active is look for a book club. Simple reason, there is a discussion. There is always a discussion about the book. And if you are very lucky, maybe the next book club is directly about the book you really like. And let's be honest, if you are passionate about something, yay, you can spend hours. And let's be honest, I'm part of a few book clubs and our normal one or our bigger one, well, that takes four hours. That is, right now, it, it we are not ending before midnight. We start around seven-ish in the evening and, well... At midnight, it's just like turning on the other side and we continue. But the fact is that the more books you read, your vocabulary will get 
bigger. However, it is an easier way to go around and be a part of a book club and then share the love about the book, the hatred about the book, the fact that that book is just awful or the fact that you are still thinking thinking about the book you read like two years ago and it's still stuck in your mind. It's about active meeting and discussion. And it could be a club where you have just one common book, where you are reading it, all of you, or there is maybe a genre, theme, topic, and everyone selects their own book, but you are then again discussing it. In that case, that's a win-win situation for every book nerd. I highly recommend this. Really, like, highly, highly, highly recommend. (sighs) Let's go to the point number two, diary. Like, write a diary or journal. Think about it that, I know, this might be a bit more stressful for you to write every day a short note. It could be a word, a few words, what do you did today? Maybe how you felt. What, do you, what happened to you? What are your feelings about the day in a general? Maybe what are you thankful for? What do you appreciate that happened? Maybe what do you appreciate that you did? Something. Or you might be writing about your dreams, about your experiences. Maybe you are journaling that this is the part of your life. And sooner you realize that, okay, maybe you started with just few words, then it became a short sentence, then maybe it turned out into uh, two long sentences. Maybe there is a one sentence per day, maybe in a few weeks you realize that there is a half of a page, maybe in a month's time it is the whole page and you are almost writing a novel. Try it, see it for yourself. For loads of people, the journaling and writing a diary is like self-respect and self-appreciation, where you can pour out all your thoughts all your dreams, all your worries, you can put it down on the paper and there it stays. And if it's something uh, stressful or sad for you, you can just leave it there. Or if it's something that you want to remember, it is as well there for you to remember. My suggestion to that, maybe you don't try to write the diary as I did when I was six, seven, I would say probably seven, max eight, And I was given a little cute white rabbit. Her, because it was a female, her name was Mikinka. Yeah, don't don't start with that, why I named my rabbit like that. But there was, I still have it somewhere that there, and there was a first note about this kind of rabbit and it was Mikinka died. And then week later, according to dates in the diary, was, oh, I've got a new rabbit and its name is Mikinka. Don't ask me how I managed that, but well, that's the truth. It did happen. Uh, as I said, I still have it somewhere. If you really want to come and check it out, I might still find it. Good. Let's go to the point number three. Find a new hobby. And you are now thinking, come on, Skippy, what are you thinking about? And I was like, yes. But the truth is that if you start to look around and you find something new that interests you, 
you will for sure search out more information. Simple reason, it is attractive to you, you want to know more. And in case you want to know more, you're reading more about it, your vocabulary about this topic is growing. And if it's growing on the passive side, of course, you can turn it into active. When you will be telling all your friends how fantastic new hobby you found, and maybe they want to join. You never know. Try it. And of course, if you are more and you will have the same hobby, you can talk and discuss more about it. You will find the new horizons that you can just cross over and you never know. That's one of the ways. Number four, for those who maybe are not that keen on hobbies, but they are very playful, come on, go and play games. Or I would say probably uh, board games, which are obviously target for the vocabulary. You know, the classical way, activity and similar. Well, that's your clue. Or those aliases where you're just guessing who is or what that person is. You have like a little sticker on your forehead and there is written what you are and you're just asking the questions, the others, and they are supposed to explain you or tell you a few words and you should guess from that who you are. Any other similar games, feel free to go for it. Your choice, your fun. Invite friends, have an amazing night. Getting to the fact that I already said that when you are learning a foreign language, reading is an amazing thing. Another great thing, except reading the book or articles, it's to watch the film or maybe experience some kind of story. And then you are trying to, obviously, you experience it, you see it in case it's a film. Then you try to retell it. Again, your chance to improve and widen your whole vocabulary is growing and growing. And that was number five. And I'm coming to the number six. And because it's Thursday, you know, you can train. You can really think about training and let's go to the topic of my Mondays and Thursdays uh, evenings, Toastmasters. Yay! The simple thing is, okay, in Toastmasters you have prepared speeches and then you have the improvisations or impromptu speeches, as well called table topics. In both ways, you are training and practicing your passive vocabulary because you are listening, you are hearing, you're getting all the inputs. And then, of course, you are moving that knowledge to the active part when you are using and speaking. Especially when we are talking about the table topics or the improvisations, which are a short, unprepared speeches lasting one to two minutes. And you get a question and you just need to say something. In that case, the bigger your ability of choice of correct words is more your advantage than disadvantage. Because, of course, there could be a stress and nervousness when you are standing there and when you get the questions. But the bigger your vocabulary, the easier to speak. It is well checked out, but in case you are not sure, feel free to welcome any meeting of Toastmasters and try it on yourself. In case you've decided, well, maybe not right now, you have all five other points, 
but I strongly suggest pick all six of them and very quickly you realize that you are definitely not wordless. Have a good evening.